tribe, welcome to another episode of What's the Tea? I'm so excited for this week's episode as we have my beautiful friend Fiona joining us. Fiona is a mum to a 17-month-old girl, wife and an absolute boss. She started off her journey as a YouTuber specialising in natural hair and is now a brand strategist teaching personal brands and influencers how to monetize their gifts. In today's episode, we explore the ins and outs of her journey into being a full-time self-employed boss and also how she's coped with becoming a mum and balancing it all. You can find Fiona on Instagram at finallyfiona. As always, here's a disclaimer that we are mums and please note there may be little ones running around in the background and making noise, but we can't let that stop our hustle. Enjoy! Today's episode is brought to you by My Bump Pay. For so many women, falling pregnant or thinking about starting a family also comes with worries about how it will affect your career, how you will make it work with a family, where to start with finances, how you can achieve your career goals with maternity leave, how can you find the confidence to return to work to prove that you have got what it takes to excel. My Bump Pay has designed the toolkit to help you smash the glass ceiling with a baby on the way and beyond. Think of it as an antenatal and postnatal class for your career, going way deeper than information from a HR department, giving you the resources to set yourself up for a strong career before and after a baby. These powerful resources will show you how to achieve career success during and after your pregnancy, help you feel in control as you prepare for working life with a bump or a baby in tow, set you up for a strong, impressive and confident return to work allowing you to nail your career with a baby on the way and beyond. We are running masterclasses on July the 20th and July the 22nd, 2020, and sharing our downloadable guides. Head over to www.mybumppay.com forward slash resources to sign up now. You definitely do not have to be pregnant to join. Stock up on the knowledge now to get ahead of the curve. Hi, Fiona. Welcome. Hello. Hello. So excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. We really, really appreciate having you on. Um, I'm just going to go straight into it so we don't waste any time. We want to get to know you. We're going to start off with our quick fire question rounds. So you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Reading or writing? Oh, writing. Okay. Family holiday or solo trip? Family holiday. Would you rather go back in time or go into the future? Ah, future, future, future. Okay, 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 cool. Protective style or free the throw? Free the throw. Free the throw. I know you've got your throw on at the moment. Yes, I'm loving yes, it. Yes, <laughs> TV on or TV off? Oh, that's a hard one. TV off. TV off? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm more of a music back in the background kind of girl. Yeah. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Instagram or Twitter? Insta, Insta. Instagram all the way, right? Yeah. More money or more time? Oh, more time. Really? More time. Yes, girl, because you're already checking in those checks. You're checking in those checks, girl. You're <laughs> <laughs> no, because then even if you have more time, you've got more time to make more money, right? 
toddler okay uh new phone or new clothes new clothes my last question beyonce or kelly oh my gosh kelly i'm a kelly girl i'm a kelly kelly girl girl. i am i am see i don't know i'm I'm a bit of both like i can't i i'm beyonce i'm definitely beyonce but i'm i'm a bit of kelly too i can hear that I can, do you know what my thing is? I'm actually yeah. not, and your people listening may be like, okay, we're writing this chick off. I've never been like a B fan. I, I think she's amazing, but I've never been like a proper like fan fan. And so I just feel like I connect more with Kelly because I think she shows up or shows herself more, if you know what I mean. Kind of, we see more the human side to her outside of performing is what I mean. So right, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I love, I love B. I think she's amazing. She's phenomenal. I'm just, yeah, I'm a Kelly girl. You're a Kelly girl. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, thank you for that. That wraps up our quick fire question round. Um, some interesting uh, <laughs> answers from you, which I love. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, your background, where you're from, where you grew up, that kind of thing. So our listeners can um, find out a little bit more about you. Okay, where I'm from. So I am a UK born, very, very, very proud Nigerian girl. That's my girl. Yes, I'm Nigerian and yeah, grew up in London, but was raised in a very Nigerian home. Cultural values were, you know, very clear. Um, Tradition was a big thing. We did a lot of traditional things. Raised in a Christian home as well. And yeah, that's pretty much my, my background. Nice, nice. Okay. So you're Nigerian to the core and that I love that. That essence always comes out. Whatever you're doing, you're actually just a true Nigerian, which I love. You never yeah, had that. I love country. And I guess I didn't share as well, but I'm a wife and I'm a mum to a, an amazing little girl who's going to be 17 months in just a few days. So yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. She's going to be 17 months, my bestie. Oh my gosh. Yes, your bestie. Oh my gosh, no, sorry. She was 17 months yesterday. Wow. So yeah, time flies. It's crazy. So that's yeah. so crazy. That's gone so quick. Honestly. I feel like she's mine. I'm just like, wow, how's she yeah, this you already? A, you guys have a special relationship. <laughs> Yes. Okay, so I miss her. Um, okay, so for those of you, for those of you who don't know, Fiona started off on YouTube, and her journey has just been so amazing. Um, what I wanted to ask is, how did you start off on your journey um, to actually becoming like a brand strategist, and what you do now, um, and being an absolute boss at it? Uh, because I know, obviously, you did start off. Um, on YouTube with hair care videos. So tell us a little bit more about that journey and how, you know, you are where you are now. Right, let me think of how to kind of summarize this so I don't talk forever. Um, I started on YouTube. It was honestly just a hobby. I was going through a transition of going from relaxed hair to natural hair. And at that time, you know, there was kind of an uprising in the US community lots of people posting on YouTube or sharing their journeys. And I was like, well, I want to share mine as well, just to track my progress. And so literally just was, you know, doing YouTube. I had a blog and at that time, natural hair really was quite topical and it was like a big conversation. And so um, my audience really grew because I was talking about something that, you know, was, it was trending. Mm. So 
I shared for a good couple of years on natural hair, absolutely loved it, was joined Instagram. And yeah, that was the journey for a while. And then I got to a stage where I was like, you know what? Lots of my sisters are online now. I feel like I've done my part and I'm really passionate about just talking about my like journey of adult adulting essentially so I got married and I was like oh yes there are some things that I wasn't prepared for let me just kind of share my life right mm. like just share my life like there's no reason why I should be forced to share one thing I want to share my life cool mm -hmm. started to share my life and my audience were interested in that and along the journey you know brands were reaching out to me who were also interested in you know, the fact that I share my life. And so I started to really monetize from working with brands. And then I had work experience for the spin-off of a billion dollar company. And that really, really opened my eyes to kind of the branding and digital marketing world, as well as the influencer space. Mm. And so around, around, around about that time, and it's funny, because this is what I was talking about on my Insta Live today, I came to the understanding that as a black woman, there was definitely a gap between the pay that I received as an influencer versus, you know, my non-black peers. And so I was like, okay, cool. You know, I'm going to do my best on my part to make sure that when I position myself, I position myself as best as possible. And as an authority that brands understand, have a value and deem worthy of paying what she's worth. But if I really want to kind of, you know, be able to do this and what I love doing full time, there has to be other avenues of, you know, income or in income streams. And so I clued up to the fact that, you know, brands are reaching out to me because I have a skill set, I have an expertise, they're paying me, right, because they see my value, I need to start seeing the value in myself, and start to sell my value through the form of digital products. And so that's when I started to, you know, run courses, run masterclasses, essentially pouring everything I've learned over the past well, I've been doing this since 2008, so, or 2007, one or the other, like 12, 13 years, pouring back into those who want to be able to monetize in the way that I have been. And so that's really been my journey from, you know, hair blogger right through to now, what I say, I'm more of a like lifestyle and business content creator. So yeah, that's, that's it in a nutshell. That's amazing. And, you know, it's, I'm sure the journey has been filled with so many different stories and ups and downs and everything. So that's a, a really nice way of tying it all up together but like honestly just watching you grow and flourish and seeing you go from your hair niche to what you're doing now has been so interesting and you know your audience has grown in the process you've made your coin in the process and you've helped others make their coin in the process so you know i think it's a very a wonderful skill that you've got there and you know you're pouring back out into the community which is I, I love I absolutely love and um yeah I think it's really amazing what you're doing and yeah I, I just I, I I can't love you anymore basically <laughs> really really do love what you're doing and I know a lot of people find what you're doing very very useful very helpful um actually one of your posts that inspired me a few months back was the one where you told us to think of a figure and work backwards um in terms of like working for yourself and like knowing like how much money to expect and charge and you know that kind of thing um so how did you initially make that jump to um quitting your job uh, when did you know was the right time that's such a good question so i've really kind of been so honest and open with this so me now being full-time was a journey prior to being able to get here i made lots of mistakes and i tried to go down the full-time influencer route a couple of times mm -hmm. and i failed 
And the reason for that is honestly, I first of all, wasn't really um, willing to put the work in that would be required. And that was a hard conversation to have with myself. But at the time, I also didn't have an understanding of how to really position myself and my worth. So what brands were willing to pay me was what I thought was good enough versus what I now know is to be like my actual worth. And so I was, I just wasn't earning enough. Like the opportunities were coming in, but they were peanuts in comparison to what I was earning in corporate. So Mm -hmm. I ran back to corporate to kind of really clue up and level up so that I could get to where I am now. So that's kind of pretty much been my journey. Um, I'd say that like, what's made it comfortable for me to do this now is that I had an initial experience where I saw my, my earning potential through a a brand that paid me five figures when I had what many would deem as a small following compared to those who we think would be earning that amount, which is typically people with like hundreds of thousands of followers. And so when I clued up to that, I started to exercise on that by changing my pricing structure Mm -hmm. and at the same time like god just so had it that i had an opportunity to work as a social media manager for a a particular company and so i saw that like doing that part-time like consulting for that particular company Mm -hmm. as well as like my new rate was bringing in a really nice solid income and so when that particular brand's contract was coming to an end i was already thinking you know months before the end date what can i do to help match that because that alongside the brand sponsorships has me set up really sweet. And so that was what I did in that time as I was working with them, I'd work like extra late, you know, or early mornings to put in place a system that would allow for me to be where I am now, where I'm monetizing through my own products and services. So it was a process and there's no kind of like, you know, fixed route that I took. It was all a learning process and I just think like God's hand over my life as well with regards to what he wanted me to to do and what my calling is mm-hmm. but yeah so I I left at a time when my income like I knew that I could generate a steady income and a good one that surpassed what I was earning before but you know in the past I'd made the mistake of kind of jumping in a little bit too early and in a way it's like a blessing because I saw what is required of me to be where I am now and, and, and kind of generate what I am now. So, yeah. That's amazing. You know, like to, to hear that you, you thought, you thought you could do it. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work out. You've come yeah. back. You've thought, okay, cool. Let me level up. And you know, you've kind of had to pivot and say, right, okay, this isn't working. This is working. How can I really try and make this something that, is viable for me so yeah. you know we don't get it right all the time and like you said it's a blessing in disguise because some of these you know lessons that we've learned we, we won't un- unless we actually do make those mistakes so That's I think exactly it's important, it. yeah yeah definitely important to note that you know like as much as so many of us are like yeah I want to quit my job I want to do this I want to do that like it will be hard yeah. And you will stumble along the way, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a failure, you know? Yeah. I'm so big on, you know, just give it a try. Like for me, I genuinely don't feel like if I hadn't had those experiences, I'd be where I am now. Sometimes we get so scared. We're standing on the ifs, the buts. And I'm like, sis, like, even if it doesn't work out, you will learn something. It's like, you know, when they say failing forward, you will mm-hmm. learn something. And like, if it's really meant for you and you, and it really is what you're truly used or you say that you're passionate about, you will keep on going. And eventually something is going to click. And yeah. if it doesn't 
something, then it will be so clear that it's not meant to be for you. But how will you know if you don't try? Mm-hmm. And I think that like you do need to exercise wisdom, of course. So for example, those times when I did like leave my job um, and I was earning literally peanuts from brands, like it wasn't ideal, but we did have savings to fall back on. And so I mm. think it, having that backup plan, um, you know, ideally don't dip into your savings, right? But at least having a backup plan, whether that's like a part-time job or a full-time job. And um, just, I think the most important thing is like, I just don't want to live a life of regret. So I'd rather try, 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 try and learn, 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 learn to eventually get to where I want to get to. And that for me is kind of more important than anything else. Yeah, well, we love where you are now because if not, you wouldn't be helping people like myself and so many other people that you're helping along the way. So yeah, your your story is definitely a testimony and we love that you're a trier and a go-getter because it really inspires, um, you know, well, I can only speak for myself, it inspires me all the time. Um, so we know that there ain't no hood like motherhood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's been the biggest shock since um, you found that since becoming a mother? The biggest shock. Yes. Oh, do I only get to say one? Oh, you, we can go for three. We can go for <laughs> three shocks that you found. Um, okay. Yeah. So I'm about to keep it so real because this is this is for me like yeah this is my joy. The first is the bodily change. Mm-hmm. You know I think and some people might be annoyed at me for saying this, but I'm a really thin, thin, thin borderline. Some people, the Nigerian aunties will say skinny and I'm like, eh, auntie, you yeah. don't like that word. We say thin. <laughs> thin is a little bit more friendly. But, yeah. you know, people think that, like, we don't feel the kind of bodily changes in the way that maybe, like, larger women do. Oh, trust me. I'm like, wow. Oh, oh, this is my body now. Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. And just going through that process of just really learning to love the body has been, Mm. it's been interesting. I've just was really shocked by the way my body has changed. Um, it's remarkable. And, um, yeah, I just wasn't expecting that. Another thing is just the mental load that we as women carry that can never be compared to the mental load that a man carries Mm. ever ever you know I look for example at this period of COVID and lockdown and myself and hubby are splitting time with Mo because we both have work to get done right Mm -hmm. so he might be doing morning shift and I'm doing afternoon and you might see that on the surface as 50 50 but I know as a mum what I'm processing mentally and the additional like you know load I take on mentally that he may not think about I'll share something funny and he's probably going to kill me for this kill me but it's just something as funny as um he was you know doing her hair the other day and i realized (laughs) he'd been using shampoo (laughs) to cream her hair and you know just the the small things that i i feel like i guess like we are quite super stressed out as a mom or you know Mm. i don't know exhausted beyond what we usually are we wouldn't miss those things like we we just wouldn't miss those things um he felt awful he felt awful bless him but yeah I just think that we carry a lot more mentally and that for me you know as much as you have an amazing amazing partner is something Mm. I think just as mothers do you know we just carry a lot mentally so those have been the the biggest shocks to the system really Wow, thank you. And I've actually never heard, um, you know, someone of your stature, I don't want to say anything rude now, <laughs> but someone, you know, who's on the slimmer side actually say, wow, like, it's, it's changed me. Even though obviously you, you, I 
you know, you still consider yourself to be someone that's still very slim. Um, it, I've never thought of it like that because, you know, obviously, like me, I'm, I'm a, I'm a tick, I'm a ticker girl. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I've, I'm thick and I've gone thicker. I'm like, oh my gosh, when will this end? But I've never yeah. thought of it from someone, you know, who's on the slimmer side. You see, the thing is for me, it's not even so, funnily enough, I think that I've, so I've not, it's not about, I would love to be gaining weight. That's always, if anyone knows me, like personally, I'm always, Fiona's always on a weight gain journey. Always on a weight gain journey. (laughs) I'm like, I love my thick women. I think thick women are, I think all women are beautiful. I personally would like to have more meat on my body. Yeah. Mine is just the fact that I think that, you know, for too long, there's been this um, sexualization of thinner bodies i mean that's why you see when you look at models plus size is definitely something that's more new age than anything else right yeah of course Um, yeah but for me it's like people would people will look at me and say oh my gosh you don't look like you've had a baby and i'm like oh sis that's because i'm not naked in front of you my belly tells you i've had a baby my boobs tell you i've had a baby so it's just also that i was part of the group of people that thought like you know slim women aren't affected as much but believe we we're not like any different yeah yeah you're not immune to it almost yeah yeah exactly so yeah yeah, I'm loving on these different boobs you know these boobs that hang differently I'm loving on this belly that wrinkles the way it does and it's you know it was a shock but it is what it is and I birthed the whole baby so you know we got to keep it moving other things Honestly, and you're so beautiful for sharing that. And obviously, you're amazing for birthing a whole a whole human. People need yeah. to realize that's not an easy thing. A whole human. So yeah, let's give ourselves some credit. Whether we're thin, slim, bigger, in the middle, let's just honestly give ourselves more credit as mothers. But yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, one question I've got is: Has Corona and lockdown impacted your business negatively at all? And if so, how have you been able to pivot? Negatively, I'd say no. Okay. Not negatively, but I have had to pivot. Okay. I think that it could have impacted it negatively if my mindset was set up in such a way that I had focused on it a lot and allowed it to. So I'm in a position where my business is digital. And for me, Corona hasn't meant that there isn't a need for the services that I provide. Funnily enough, because I'm a digital business, Mm -hmm. everyone's been pushed over to digital, right? So actually my business has been able to continue where I've had to be sensitive is to the impact that Corona's had on the pockets of my clients. And I've really had to refine back to ensure that like what I offer can actually really help them during this season Mm-hmm. Like not just in the grand scheme of things for any time, but how can I refine my services to meet the needs that my clients have right now? So it's been a huge like plot twist, um, you know, having to refine things, change things around. Um, but yeah, negatively, no, because I just I was like, listen, there's work to be done. How does this impact my clients? I did some market research, found out and I'm like, oh, what can I tweak to make sure that I can support them through this and make sure I position what I have? still as a value add onto them regardless of you know what's what's currently going on so yeah amazing I love that and I feel like it definitely plays into you know having such a positive mindset as well like you immediately say well no not not really negatively um it could have been negative but you know I twisted it around I love that I love that it's so important to like make sure you kind of think 
you know, you're, you're five steps ahead, 10 steps ahead and you're thinking positively and, you know, you're not kind of manifesting that kind of, um, oh, where is me? What am I going to do now? Not dwelling on it, but you're just like, right, let's, let's keep going. And, and that's, that's really key that, you know, Corona hasn't impacted you at all. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really loving that. So thank you for that answer. Um, you spoke about this, I think, briefly on your, in your life, um, but what systems do you have in place to be able to do all the work you do, work with clients, be a wife on top of everything else um, and still have time for you? I think my biggest thing is I've had to just, you know, remind myself that I'm running a business and that you have to focus on things that move the needle in your business. Like my thing is, is this, I always, anything I do, is this a revenue generating activity? Is this an RGA? Is this an RGA? Because I find that sometimes we're thinking of, you know, we do things like, oh, I need to build my website or I need to do this. And it's like, is that moving the needle forward in your business? If you have your website set up, does that mean people are going to come flooding in? And if the answer is no, then, you know, that needs to be put on the back burner. Right. So first of all, like, so I focus on three things. For the entire year, I have three goals. Then I break those three goals down into what it would look like to fulfill and meet, like achieve those goals on a quarterly basis. Mm. So quarterly, those three goals are broken down into further three goals. And then I drill down and I drill down till we get to every week. So at the end of the week on a Friday, it's my CEO day. Friday's like admin day. I review my finances. I review my goals for the next week. I ask myself, like, what are the three goals I need to focus on next week that move the needle in the business that are RGAs, right? Mm. And then on a daily basis, I will have three goals. So everything is three, three, three. And those daily three goals obviously need to ensure that the three goals for the week are being met, right? So it's... Right. So what happens is rather than create this super long to-do list, which I do have, by the way, there's an Excel sheet with it in there. I don't focus on doing a handful of those to-do lists on a daily basis. I focus on the three most important things that move things forward in my business, which means that I, I just naturally end up freeing more time in my calendar because I, I'm focusing in on those. Like I'm like, oh, it's like hawk vision. I just don't let anything else come up so mm. as much as you know if I I'll take it as deep as if I'm on for example insta live today you know I had a dedicated time I was going to be on insta live and I've got so many dms right now but this was my next priority and having lunch was my next priority mm -hmm. and as much as like you know there might be business that comes out of the dms they they weren't my my dms weren't part of my top three for today so mm -hmm. they will get dealt with a little bit later and that really allows for me, again, not to be doing a million things in a day. It means I have like time for Mo. I can switch off at certain times because I will literally make sure that those three things are done when I'm most efficient, which is mm -hmm. early in the morning because I know myself, and when she's sleeping. So literally, like now as we're talking, I've got one more thing I need to do. And actually, it's, it's going to take probably about an hour so that's how i structure things and i make sure like evenings and it's hard it's probably because i'm at the stage of business that i'm in where i've really got automated systems but after like six seven o'clock it's candle on like music vibes me and lou he might be doing his own thing i might be doing my own but we set this atmosphere and i'm switching off mm. so i think yeah that's really made the world of a difference for me just like having things that i really focus on and not getting caught up with things that just don't really matter. Yeah. 
that's it in a nutshell I mean there are kind of things that I can dive deeper into but in a nutshell yeah, yeah. wow I mean I've learned a lot from that <laughs> like you know when like I've, I, I think I've shared before that like I'm a I bulk cook yes so like you know I would rather sacrifice two hours at the weekend mm-hmm. to have food cooked for the entire week which means that that time we spend in the kitchen unless of course you find it therapeutic which is amazing yeah I I get that time towards my business, right? Or even extra time to play with my daughter. So that mum guilt is not something I experience as much. So it's just putting systems in place to make your life easier and then just focusing on the things that matter, I think. That makes so much sense. And then, you know, what? I feel like sometimes, you know, when you're running a business and, you know, it's your baby and you're like, oh, this is everything to me. And you keep going and you keep going and you keep going and you work, 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 and you're working hard, but you're not necessarily working smart. What you've just said is the definition of working smart. It's not about just working hard and putting your all into it and then sometimes getting lost on Instagram and doing things that, you know, don't really benefit you, especially financially, but like in other areas as well like really like honing down like okay what is what exactly is it I'm trying to achieve you've got yeah. your goals for the year goals for the the um trimester is it trimester yeah. quarter quarter each quarter you're thinking trimesters I love it <laughs> sorry that is, is mommy brain literally in full effect I love it you've got your um your quarterly um goals and then you break it down into like weekly goals like wow that is so powerful and obviously like you said you still got your to-do list but that doesn't necessarily mean you know that you're not getting those three important things done that will contribute to your goals for later on in the life and obviously I know you're very very big on goal setting and that kind of thing that's that's another one of your things that you know you're quite big on so I I, I love to see and hear how that all fits in together very interesting I'm going to be listening back to this when I feel like (laughs) I'm a little bit overwhelmed. What am I doing wrong? Thank you. So my next question is, you're a firm believer in having your own product um, as an influencer in terms of like monetization and not just relying on sponsorship deals, which are great, but not just relying on it as as we've heard from your story before. Uh, What advice do you have for someone who knows they don't want to work anymore necessarily after um, maternity leave as a mum and but doesn't really know where, where to start, doesn't really have a clue where to start? So do they have an idea of what they want to share or do they want to be a mummy blogger? I think for me, sorry, go on. No, 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 please go, go for it, go for it. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think we have to, first of all, identify what our, what we want to do, right? Mm. So mm. it's like, if, if, if it's that you know, for example, you know, I want to be a mummy blogger mm-hmm. and I want to make money doing that, well then, okay, that's the first step. But I think there needs to be that identification of like, who is it you want to show up as? Who is the person you want to be, you know, post-maternity and doing your thing? Is it like a full-time influencer? What is it? And you also have to really think about like what skills you bring to the table. It's not enough just to say, I want to be a mommy blogger. I don't Mm. think, I think Mm. you have to know what sets you apart from other people. And that's really the definition of like niching, right? It's like really knowing what is specifically unique to myself Mm -hmm. that um, I can support other people with. And so I think if you don't want to go back to work, maternity leave as much as that is a job in itself is really a time 
for you to show up as the person you want to be in the long run and identify mm. like you know what is it that people come to you for what are you known for because you know that's probably a great place to start if people are coming to you for a particular advice if um you you know I don't know, experience a transformation in your life that, you know, other people are longing to experience, it's a good place to start. So finding your skill set and what you can bring to the table. And then the job is to put yourself out there and mm. obviously work on growing your audience. So you can see if people actually resonate with the message and the story you're going for. And then my biggest thing is just to get comfortable with monetizing sooner rather than later. Mm, because yes. a lot of people are just too scared they're too scared to put themselves out there. They're too scared of, you know, failing. And I'm like, but where are the receipts? Have you tried this? Mm. Have you tried it yet? And so, yeah, I think that there's like a whole kind of conversational piece that needs to happen beforehand, knowing who you want to be, knowing what you want to share, knowing how you want to earn. Like if you want to earn as an influencer, that's a different, completely different conversation. So if you know that you want to sell something. So yeah, there's a lot of kind of, identification and conversation I think that needs to be had initially yeah yeah because I feel like that's a lot of you know obviously I wear around mums and tea I speak to quite a few mums that a lot of mums are like oh you know I don't really want to go back to work but I'm not too sure what to do so this is a good kind of yeah listen to this pod, uh, podcast if you have a question <laughs> this is a good place to start definitely um my final question before we go into part two is how has having your daughter Mo changed you as a person? Oh, I love this question. She's brought out a side of me that I just didn't know I could love in the way that I do. Mm. I didn't know that I could be so selfless. You know, I think you can think that you're a selfless person until you realize the sacrifices that you make for a child. Um, I'm so committed to just her having such a great life. And so I think, yeah, she's, she's leveled me up yeah. in so many areas in terms of like, well, I mean, I've, this has kind of been forced upon me, but to get really good with time management, productivity management, um, and just kind of like, just knowing how to sew into someone more than myself. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a mush. I before we had her, if anyone had said who they thought would be the disciplinarian, they would have pointed all fingers at me. Now it's Lou. And I'm like, oh, this is nice. But then at the same time, I'm like, oh, I'm just someone, she's just taking the absolute mick, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because her mum loves her, like, to the point where she can get away with murder, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she, it's just that selflessness. I just think that having a child for me has really shown what, like, or helped me define what selflessness really is. Oh, that is so beautiful. That is actually so beautiful. And yes, just let her get away with anything she wants, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Behind her at all points in time, okay? <laughs> imagine, imagine. Oh my gosh, honestly. Yeah, but honestly, it's so beautiful what having a child can do to you. Like, yeah. different skills you didn't know you had, different yeah. emotions you didn't even know, like, different levels of love within your heart that you just didn't even know existed like it just like have a baby unlock that part right in the depth of your soul like it's actually so crazy like these little tiny human beings can just come in and just change the game for life it's, yeah. i love, I love it, it. I love it. As well i think you know when you go through heartache like growing yeah. up or like as a teenager or what have you 
when it comes to relationships I think that's what at least I would associate with like love and love being painful but actually Mm. I realized for me that definition has really changed in that I see that love can be painful when I think of how deeply I love her and when my mind wanders as to like what this like the world that she's in and what she might be exposed to and like the prayers I pray for the things that I don't want her to go through mm. and sometimes I think about how like if I you know it's not something that happens all the time but when I really get into those times what how heavy my heart feels and how I have to psych myself out of even thinking that anything bad could happen to her but that for me is like wow love is just so deep and yeah. like that's the pain that I, I like a mother's love it's just it's just so deep it's unreal yeah 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 yeah. gosh god let's not even get into the whole what kind of world are they growing up in and all of that sis what that is another conversation for another day i'm just praying that everything that's happening right now with you know like people like getting up and being woke and the whole sort of black lives matter movement and that kind of thing it really does pave the way for a different kind of um life for our children that they won't have to go through you know half of the things we've had to go through and if not you just still as a mom you're just like i just want to protect you from everything you know like that is it honestly being a mom yeah it's a lot it is a lot it is a lot and thank you for sharing that um with us um I'm going to move on to part two now where uh, we share a dilemma or a question that someone has sent in. Obviously, what's the tea Wednesdays where um, you know, we get our audience involved. And today's question is a bit of a deep one, you know. Um, it's someone's mentioned, she's asked, when does sex feel normal again after giving birth? I'm four months in and I'm still in discomfort oh my gosh oh my gosh so honestly the answer to that question is first of all everybody's experience is different yeah and all I can say is you have got to be patient with yourself and Mm -hmm. I imagine this question is also coming from a place of either maybe a partner it's kind of you know wondering when things will start being back in or getting back in motion Um, and even if the partner's not kind of you know saying that we sometimes as women will also feel a certain pressure and I think honestly there needs to be um a conversation at least I had this conversation with Lou we were he was very clued up on what you know the the broad spectrum that that can like you know present itself when it comes to when different women like or when women are ready and the fact that it doesn't like you know when the doctor says I don't know how long it is I can't remember but after six weeks you can that does not mean that that's going to be a time for everybody yeah and and because he had that you know understanding I I believe that he took it upon himself to just love on me Mm. um, and really just try to affirm me and what that did was it actually kind of it broke down those barriers of fear that I had Mm -hmm. right that could probably have kept me like wait going even longer without us actually trying because I was just scared yeah because I felt so loved on I was more willing to explore you know sooner rather than later and I will say like straight up it's also worth investing in tools that will help you make that an easier process, right? Yes, girl, yes. You can have these conversations, come on now. Honestly, because we are such hormonal beings after giving Mm. birth, you cannot expect 
your lady region to be the same as it was before like yeah. it's experience what it's experienced and it's you know you're, you, you might be breastfeeding for example like your hormones are just doing a mazza they are doing a mazza and so i just feel like if you are ready and um, if you do want to explore then do yourself a favor and just also you know explore lube and things that can help you if your experience is that it's painful mm. and i just pray that someone like the person sharing has a partner that they can have a conversation with about like the need to be gentle and the need to go slowly mm. and you know, the need to if you know that you know you like to be loved in a certain way you need to be vocal about that because that might help to break down barriers so yeah. i think that, you know and at the same time it's also having bigger conversations around the fact that like what stresses me out how can you support me? Yeah. Because if you're able to support me, then by the time, you know, baby's asleep, for example, my body won't be as worn out as it is and I might be more willing. So it's, it's big up. It's just conversations that need to be had. We cannot expect the, like men, for example, to know, like, you know, know how we feel. You've got yes. to communicate. Yeah. And that was something that we like, we literally had that conversation during and even before. And sometimes the conversations during were even more, you know, important than the conversations before, because it's like the conversation before might as well have ne like never happened. Yeah. So, it's, you know, I want us to be intimate. But right now, y'all, you ain't helping with the meals. You ain't, you're not doing that. You know, if you help wow. with the things that wear me out you know it would be helpful and yeah. i'll probably be more relaxed etc cetera, etc cetera. so yeah i think that we should help ourselves for sure um because the hormones yeah yep 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 girl you said it you said it you dropped those gems you said everything <laughs> just i mean being real there's no point shying from the conversation we're grown women you know so yeah no and it's so true I'm, i mean I'm, i can't even begin to dissect what you said because it's so true like having the conversations like babe i don't even know if i'm ready babe i'm tired you know couldn't you help me with xyz um investing in those tools that will actually make you feel more comfortable because hormones because breastfeeding because you've had a baby and things are just never going to be the same down there um yeah. not in a bad way or you know it's just different you know so having these conversations and just being really honest with yourself and with your partner um and yeah like like you said we're, we're grown women uh, we can have these conversations and kind of don't shy away from it um again assuming that your husband or your partner is someone that you know is very supportive and you know doesn't mind um yeah, exactly with all of these things but yeah i mean i i can't i can't even say too much i've literally just had a baby <laughs> so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not there like i'm, I'm just not there yet um, yeah. i still need to have my um appointment with the doctors for the sign off and you know still them say that everything's okay but corona so uh i will hopefully be able to answer that question very soon <laughs> yeah i know with the, the first time around with my experience anyways it, it was um i was i it was there much discomfort i think there was there was the fear of discomfort simply because i'd had stitches and i was like oh my gosh i'm so scared like what how is this how's this even gonna work um but yeah it, it ended up being fine sometimes it's just getting out of your own head right exactly exactly it i'll never forget like you know just being like oh it's not it's not as bad as I thought it would be, you yeah. know? Yeah. But then also I had a husband who was kind of just ready to go at my pace. So mm. Mm. I had stitches too. I thought that I was completely destroyed down there, but yeah. we, you know, it is what it is. So, And yeah. I think maybe another thing I wanted to add was maybe to do things that make you yourself 
feel nice and sexy and oh, sensual yeah. you know the the oils and the perfumes and the quick wax shave whatever you do down there to keep it nice and tidy if that's your thing like you know things that you you would have normally done in the past to make you kind of boost your confidence as well because you know what it's like with a baby at home all day yeah sometimes you have a bath or brush your teeth till three o'clock and you're feeling very happy and all of that so i think yeah having those doing those kind of things might help boost your confidence as well and maybe in turn your husband or partner might pick up on that and you know it's kind of like maybe a two-way thing no pressure yeah yeah because yeah. I remember like literally two weeks into two weeks after giving birth no maybe two or three weeks I went to get my nails done and I got my hair done and mm. I had a spring in my step yeah and it really helped me you know that's when you're talking about like the internal job on yourself right yeah. well internal to external but working on you and what works for you so having the conversations with your partner like you said but actually like what makes me feel good you know what yeah. makes me feel like my best self so that I can show up a little bit more when, when it comes to kind of serving my partner as well. So yeah, I'm so with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. So well, we hope we answered your question and I just want to say a massive, 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 massive thank you to you, Fiona. This, this episode has been all sorts of gems dropped. So fun to record. Thank you for your time. Thank you for all the knowledge that you've imparted. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much, Han, and thank you for your platform. It's been such a blessing to me. So I feel so honoured to be on here and just talking with you. And yeah, I'm just so excited for what's to come. So excited about the podcast and it's starting and just looking forward to where it's going to go. You've been doing amazing. Amen. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. Right. I will see you very, very soon. Bye. You have been listening to the What's the Tea podcast by Mums and Tea. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you again next week for another episode.